Hi, everybody. Welcome to Conversations with Calvin, We the Species. Uh, it is, I always like to do a chronological, uh, we're approaching the middle of October, uh, yet it's still in the upper 70s, uh, thanks to climate change. So when it should be cool, it ain't. Uh, and, and I'm with uh, Eric Twiggs. And, and uh, it's just easier, as this is part of my monologue, to read the title so I get it right. Uh, and it's better that way. Uh, Eric uh, is a guerrilla marketing coach. He can tell you about that. And he's done uh, 28,000 sessions, which kind of blows me away. He is the author of The Discipline of Now, 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination. And, and um, the rest of the title, uh, uh, he's also the host of 30 minute hour podcast and, and one of his his things uh it, it's your business and shouldn't you come first shouldn't profits come first you and profits come first and and uh sometimes people ask me how and why uh, you know i do a particular interview but this the whole discipline of now and, and procrastination um i i and and that's what kind of mag magnetized me instantaneously when I, I saw and found, discovered, uh, uh, Eric, uh, uh, is the discipline of now. Uh, I, I've, uh, I have read, um, I'm going to be reading this because I need to. Uh, I have overcome procrastination, but uh, it is so vital. Uh, uh, it is so vital to your success. And we hope this goes out to a whole bunch of Gen Zs who follow me. Uh, uh, overcoming uh, procrastination is, is such a key to success. Uh, and I've lived it. And I also spent 25 years working. Uh, I guess he's the richest Italian in the world, uh, owner of a Luxottica group and, and the Del Vecchio family. And, and, you know, their thing was do it now, do it now, do it now, do it right. So, you know, all this has come together. Uh, and, and, and when I, choose interviews they they really have to like have kind of personal meaning for me and and meeting eric uh uh and getting to know him a bit uh it really has that kind of meaning so uh, without further ado uh um, i'm really pleased uh to introduce eric and maybe just a quick short bio and then we're kind of gonna jump in to uh Discipline now, et cetera. Take it away, Eric. Well, hey, thank you for having me on your show. It is truly an honor. So as far as me, I, I am your procrastination prevention partner. I'm the author of The Discipline of Now, and I'm the host of the 30-Minute Hour podcast. And I help entrepreneurs and executive leaders to ditch their excuses to beat procrastination so they can make more money, get more done, and feel more confident. My, my comment is, having plunged and read about you and what you do, um, stuff really works. It, it really, really works. Um, and, and, um, uh, and I've known in my own life, uh, long before I, I, I knew Eric, maybe even before you were around, I'm an old timer, uh, uh, overcoming, overcoming procrastination 
is huge. So, um, first up, tell me uh, what what is the what now movement as part of the discipline of now? Yeah, so I, I'm the president of the what now movement. And this started, and it really ties into my whole mission to overcome procrastination. This started at the beginning of the pandemic. This was around like March of 2020, somewhere around that time frame, And we were talking, so myself, my business partners, who are my co-founders, people we were talking to in our circles were saying, oh, you know what? I have this venture that I want to start, but I'm going to wait until things get back to normal. And we said, no, that's the last thing you want to do. You should be asking yourself, okay, I have this crisis, but what now? And then that's how we came up with the what now movement. And so the whole mission of the What Now movement is to inspire people to pivot whenever they encounter a crisis. Because your natural reaction when you, when you encounter a crisis or a problem or a challenge or a failure is just to stop. But stopping is what you don't want to do. You want to pivot. And so that's the whole mission of the What Now movement. So in part, that, that's in part what inspired you to write you know, the discipline of now, correct? Well, so the dip, that came before the movement. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So well, what really inspired me to focus on procrastination happened back when I was in college, um, and I can certainly get into that if you like. Um, so hey, sure. Yeah. So what really started my whole focus on overcoming procrastination or something? And I talk about this in the book. It was my senior year at Hampton University, and I'm having this conversation with my good friend Donnell. And I have to admit that in those days, he and I were a little different. Like he was all about his purpose and I was all about the party, right? And he was always giving me a hard time telling me I need to focus, get serious and figure out what I want to do. And, and, and so I'm like, man, you know, you need to loosen up. Are you coming to the frat party with me or not? And, and we don't talk for a while and I, I don't hear from him. But, but then I get a phone call from his mother informing me that he was killed in a car accident. Changed everything for me. And it sent me the message that maybe I don't have the time that I think to do the things that I need to do. And from that point on, I've really been focused on overcoming procrastination, being as productive as possible, focusing on how I'm spending my time. And that was really what started the whole thing. So you would, by the way, that's kind of an amazing, you're a young guy and you have this horrible tragedy, but you are able to, to, corp, uh, to, to conceptualize it and you were able to change and understand about life, about, uh, I mean, uh, and, and, and I think that's amazing because you're, you're a young, you're a young guy to, to comprehend that and to actually act uh, on that on that tragedy and, and move on um, you know it's, it's sometimes it takes I mean for me it, it's, it can take decades to for me and people to to realize things but you did so that's really um, commendable I mean it's like to me that's an oh wow well it's a horrible thing to, to um, so um, there are books out there. So how is uh, 
how is this different um, from others out there on the topic of procrastination? So one, one of my frustrations was uh, when I was looking at other resources on the topic, it was a lot of the same information. It was a lot of kind of the cookie cutter stuff. Like, oh, you, you gotta be an early bird. Oh yeah, you gotta grind. Oh, don't check email before noon. But, but that doesn't always work for everybody in, in every scenario. And, and matter, as a matter of fact, some of the things you, you read or watch makes you feel like a loser if you're not a person who wakes up every, every day at four o'clock in the morning. So the, the discipline of now is tailored towards whatever your biology is. If you're a night owl, if you're a you know, morning person, you know, you'll find something in there tailored for you. And the big thing that separates the discipline of now from the other books and information that's out there is that I came up with the procrastination prevention pyramid. It's a five level model based off of all my coaching sessions where if you follow that specific model, you'll find that you've overcome procrastination. Would you say this, the book is geared to any one particular generation group of people, uh, i.e., you know, kids in college? Uh, is there uh, one particular segment that this is better for or is it written for? No, I, I think it applies to just about everybody, but I will say like the, the generation X entrepreneurial executive person is kind of the primary because you start to really become aware of time. You're like, okay, you know what? I've, I feel like I've got, yeah, I don't have as much in front of me as I do behind me. So I really need to make sure I focus. But it's interesting, I, a lot, I've done a lot of work with college students that, you know, and I really wasn't thinking about them specifically when I wrote the book, but they seem to gravitate to the message. So I, I do think the principles apply universally, but okay. I, I would say my target is that entrepreneurial person who's looking to go from good to great in that Generation X window. Okay. And uh, I'm just making a, an observational comment. There's going to be, I think, armies of more entrepreneurial people who are changing their lives around. And, and uh, I mean, I see it all the time on social media. You know, this pandemic has changed the world. And I think part of that change is people want to go off and do their own thing. You know, they don't want to work uh, for someone. Uh, that's just a, a very loose observation. Um, I, I uh, slightly off topic. Uh, I just loved this, and I, I made a copy of it um, from the book, The Discipline of Now. The, the Course of Procrastination, this just so fascinated me. Uh, why? Because I love football. Um, <laughs> um, you're laughing. Uh, no, I love football. Uh, um, you're a Washington football guy. I'm a Giants and Jets. Of course, I'm a Rutgers guy, obviously. Uh, uh, I, I love, love, love uh, football. And it never dawned on me. If you could just talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the, the, the course of procrastination as it pertains to fourth quarter uh, and hurry up offense and stuff. It's like, 
wow. I mean, uh, uh, you know, the team could have won the game if they did it sooner. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. So in the book, I referenced this one game in particular, and it was it's the Washington football team. They went by another name. I won't say the other name they went by. But now they're the Washington football team, and, and they're, they're playing the New Orleans Saints. And they were beating the Saints. They, were, they had a big lead. But then in the fourth quarter, the Saints, they went into this hurry-up two-minute offense. And they started scoring all of these points, making the game competitive. And, and I'm the, the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, well, well, why didn't they just do that the whole game? But, but that's how it is. A lot of times we, when we're procrastinating, we, we wait until the last minute, we go into this two-minute offense. And, and by the way, the, the Saints lost the game. Wow. It, but they could have won if they had that same level of urgency throughout the entire game. Wow. Is and that's really how true? it relates to us as we're looking at our lives. Yeah. And we, it's easy to go into that whole two-minute offense and wait till the last minute and really put the effort forward. But we could have that sense of urgency the entire time. Isn't that interesting? It really, really is. Um, when I read that, it's like, oh, wow. Uh, and and it like really works and, and it could really work. Uh, it's fascinating. Um, so why would you think, I mean, there's probably a million reasons, but I'm asking you because I'm, I'm, uh, why, why would people really need um, to, to tackle procrastination uh i mean this is one reason um why do people need to tackle procrastination well because it, it's a silent killer and that's why I, I spend time in the book talking about the cost of procrastination because what happens is a lot of times when you're procrastinating there is no immediate negative consequence so you feel like you're getting away with it right like it's not like you're supposed to, you know for example let's say you're, you're supposed to work on a presentation and you don't. It's not like the procrastination police come break your door down and come and arrest you, right? There's, there's no immediate, so you think you get away with it. So, so then you do the presentation and after the presentation, someone tells you, oh, great presentation, nice job. So what do you do? You start telling yourself, oh, hey, I work better under pressure. But what you don't realize is that it would your presentation would have been much better if you had started earlier and you know the, the ideas and you just never know the opportunities you could have missed out on but if, if you had started earlier your presentation would have been better it could have gotten you another presentation for example right. so that that's why because it's a silent killer you you're not aware that it's impacting you and that's the key and and i call it the discipline of now because there's a difference between the the good people that get good results and people that get great results, right? A lot of times they know a lot of the same things. They have a similar level of know-how, but what separates the good from the great is the great, they can get themselves to do the things they need to do, whether they feel like it or not. Okay. That's the difference. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here, uh, Eric, and absorbing and listening to everything you said, and, and you said procrastination is the silent killer. And, and I'm a, a health guy, and, and I've read countless articles on, on hypertension, the silent killer. You don't know you got it. You never know you got it. And if you don't take care, I mean, it just messes you up. 
Uh, and, and I have one anecdote uh, why I could have used you a long, long, long time ago. I had graduated Rutgers and I decided to do some post-grad stuff. So I took a course in, in psycho um, pharmacology uh, and psychology. It was psychology and part of it was, but anyway, I, we had a term paper uh, to do and, and I was a procrastinator long before I met you. And it was the, the next to the, it was due the next day. And I had to write a whole term paper in, in one day and the tension and four o'clock in the morning. And it, it was so horrible that, uh, and this was so long ago that they had old fashioned typewriters. Nothing like we have now, that's how far back I go. But anyway, I, I did this, I'm, I'm not proud of it. But uh, by six in the morning, uh, I, I was so filled. God only knows what my blood pressure was. I was a young kid. But I, I took my typewriter uh, and I threw it down on my room floor. And I kept on throwing it down on the floor because uh, it was a horrible experience. And well, I mean, that was my last course I, I took in college. But procrastination uh, is a silent killer. And, and I agree with you. Um, just off the top, what would you tell folks who are listening some steps that they can, um, they can begin to do to combat procrastination? So one, one of the most basic things you can do is to get in the habit of making appointments with yourself, right? And that's the most basic thing. So instead of saying, I'm going to write a blog post this week, say, I'm going to write that blog post on Wednesday at one o'clock and you put it on your calendar and you let people around you in the office know that from Wednesday at one o'clock to one thirty, that's my time to hold my calls and set up reminders. And you really have to treat it like it's an, appoint an appointment with a VIP. I mean, think about it, right? If you had an appointment with the president of Rutgers, right? And is it Wednesday at one o'clock? You're not going to just no show. You got to make sure you're there. That's a, you have to really, you have to take it that seriously. And many of the people I've worked with, just getting in the habit of schedule, making appointments with themselves has helped them to overcome procrastination. That's a basic thing you can do. Okay. okay. Um, I, I just want to go off topic a, a second, because I, I like to ask this. I, I kind of, it's kind of a special question. Um, and don't be scared because it's only a one word thing. But uh, I always like to ask this. So uh, here's the scenario. Uh, living or dead, excluding family or friends, somebody you'd like to spend the day with. Hmm. Could be one or two or none. It, it's... Well, I, I would say living or dead, probably Nelson Mandela. That's great. Just because, I mean... I just want to ask, like, how? <laughs> like, I, I mean, his story is just, it's, it's just amazing, you know? And so, and like, he was asked, um, how, how did you survive 27 years yeah. in prison? And here's what his answer was. His answer was, no, I wasn't surviving. I was preparing. And yeah. the fact that when he got out and, and he got into power, he had this opportunity well, he could have really gotten revenge on the people that were responsible for putting him in jail. And he, he purposely, he, he said, nope, 
I just want to move forward. Some of the people that were responsible for putting him in jail were like part of his cabinet. I mean, just, <laughs> yeah, that, that's the first one for me. Wow. That's, that's a great, great answer. My head is filled. Uh, he's kind of one of my uh, heroes for, for that reason. Uh, you know, I got a little collection of heroes um, and, uh, and, and he's on that list. He's always been on that list. Um, anyway, uh, moving along, um, back to procrastination. I was procrastinating, actually. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> you no, um, uh, it, it, would you say procrastination is, is, is something that, uh, people suffer from, uh, uh, do we all suffer from it? It's a condition kind of like. Well, so the study showed, it was a study done by the University of Calgary, 95% of the population reports having some type of issue with procrastination. Now, I believe the other 5%, they haven't gotten around to complete the survey yet, but- They procrastinate. <laughs> they're, they're putting it on. But, but no, I, I think it, it affects everybody. The, the key though is to heighten your awareness, right? I have yet to meet someone who procrastinates on everything and every aspect of their life, right? So, so I know people who, when it comes to their household and getting their kids to school, they're, they're on it. But maybe when it comes to work projects, they procrastinate. Or maybe they're in work, they work and they're in school. At work, they're on point. But when it comes to certain school things, like studying for exams, they procrastinate. So the key is to really recognize your patterns and, and what triggers you. There's something that triggers you there, there's some level of discomfort at the root of your procrastination. You really need to figure out where that is and that way you can put the plan in place. Interesting, interesting. Um, so uh, I want to just go back because um, this fascinates me. We didn't talk about it enough uh, off, uh, but the guerrilla marketing, I mean, to have done 28,000 sessions means you've been doing this a long time and very intensely uh and you've reached countless number of people to help them uh become profitable uh do you still uh you still do this uh the guerrilla marketing yeah so um I, i'm a certified guerrilla marketing coach and so it, it just helps me as i'm having conversations coaching conversations with entrepreneurs and executives when it comes to marketing, I can kind of give them some specific guidance. And it, the good thing with the whole guerrilla market, I got a certification through a guy's name is Mitch Meyerson, um, who's doing the certification process. Uh, and he knew the founder, the, the original authors of the guerrilla marketing book series. So he's licensed to do these certifications. Um, but I, I use it in my business as well. The whole idea behind guerrilla marketing is coming up with low cost, no cost strategies, and not just you know looking to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on marketing, but there's some basic, consistent strategies that you can put in place uh, to help you to to overcome your marketing challenges. Okay. So, so I, it, it, I'm so I'm, I feel like I'm equipped. So when when sometimes I'm talking to a client and they've got an issue that's marketing related, I can give them some suggestions. Okay. I mean, uh, you're, you're like a wealth 
of experience and, and information. Uh, and I always associated guerrilla with kind of uh, off topic kind of tactics and aggressive tactics uh, and tactics that you're not going to pick up here or there, but uh, and, and the fact that you, you're certified doing that, uh, that's a great, um, great talent. 28,000, I, I can't even, uh, I can't even process that, um, even though I'm an old timer, um, but that, that's just great work. So um, kind of winding down, uh, and, and before we even wind down, I, I said this to you before we went on air, I'm saying it now, please come back uh in whatever shape form panels or however uh because you have so much to give and to share and and i'm sitting here in this chair almost 24 7 so uh please come back i'm i'm always going to be here and 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 this you're kind of a, a really fascinating guy and the stuff you've done and and i so identify it uh with it you know, um, off topic uh, and, and tying this into the discipline of now, uh, and, and I, I'm, I'm going to actually confess uh, something to you. Uh, the earlier Calvin was not a, a huge fan uh, of self-help. Um, that, that was just my, I'm going back decades and decades. Uh, and, and, and 30 years ago when I took up the game of tennis, I'm going to make you laugh now. I took up the game of tennis because I just took it up and, and I loved it. Uh, and it became my passion. I was playing tennis three, four, five times a week, sometimes 15 days in a row. I loved it. And, and I never took a tennis lesson. Never. And, and people asked me, Kevin, uh, you know, you, you're not a great tennis player. I said, well, then why don't you take lessons? And because I was not a, a self-help person, uh, I said, well, uh, I never took any tennis lessons because whoever invented the game of tennis never took a lesson. So why should I? Uh, which was silly. And, 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 uh, and then what actually opened up my eyes, kind of like a procrastination, slow to evolve, to, to uh, procrastination uh, and doing it now was my sister. Uh, and I was bad those days um uh my sister gave me a book uh, Eckhart Tolle the power mm -hmm. of now and uh actually another confession to you Eric uh, I didn't read the whole thing I I cut a chapter here and there and but what I did extract uh uh is uh we live in now not yesterday and not tomorrow. So whatever happened yesterday or four hours ago is irrelevant. And tomorrow is, is not real. And, and, and I used that because I was in sales and people who did me ill will. Um, I would get so angry, I would get a speeding ticket. Uh, and then I realized, you know, 10 minutes out of the office and uh, it's, it's not now. And, and, and so the point I'm making uh, is the discipline of now uh, is powerful stuff, and and it works. It uh, it it does really work. So how how can people um, get in touch with you? Uh, I mean, I'm going to have all your contact information and and 
up on the YouTube uh, description and all the promos that I do. Generally speaking, how can people get in, in touch with you? So you can, uh, they can reach my website, Eric, go to ericmtwigs.com, T-W-I-G-G-S.com, and then they can pick up a copy of the book from there. The okay. Now, 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination. Uh, you, you can also check out my podcast, The 30-Minute Hour. It's on Apple Podcasts, okay. Spotify, any of those other places where you like to get your podcast. Perfect. Perfect. Uh uh, and I know it's on Amazon because I've been there. Yes. Uh, and and uh, I actually ordered it uh, earlier today from Amazon. So I'll, I'll have a, a copy here soon enough. Uh, um, I procrastinated. <laughs> you procrastinated on the procrastination? Book. Yeah, I did. I, I did. Um, so um, I, I think... I, I think we kind of covered, uh, uh, do you have any parting uh, comments uh, to- Just one, just yes. one. First off, thank you for ordering a copy of The Discipline of Now. It's greatly appreciated. Um, the one thing I want to leave people with, leave your audience with is don't allow perfect to become the enemy of progress. That's so important. A lot of times you, you're trying to get, start a venture and you feel like I don't have it all figured out. I don't know everything. I haven't done enough research. So I, I can't start until I know everything. But yeah, you have to move forward. It's about progress. It's about, okay, what's, what's the next step that you can take? And then a lot of times when you take the next step, the step after that reveals itself. So a lot of people struggle with this whole perfectionism piece and that causes procrastination. But if you don't allow perfect to become the enemy of progress, you can move with the discipline That's of great. Man. I I wrote that down, by the way. I, I, I don't mess around. I wrote that down. That's great. Uh this time has been wonderful. And 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 uh you know it's late on a Friday afternoon, um, before a weekend of football. Um, and and um I thank you so much for spending time and sharing uh and being gracious. Uh and please do come back. And, and I can't thank you enough, Eric. Thank you, Calvin, for having me. This has truly been an honor. And go and go, Washington. <laughs> That's right. Go, Washington. You bet. All right. Thanks so much, Eric. Thank you.